أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 171 سورة المؤمنون آية number 1 to 22 سورة المؤمنون is a مكي سورة and it was revealed after سورة الأنبياء سورة المؤمنون has just over 100 verses about 118 verses approximately 1800 words and over 6000 huruf Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim qad aflahal mu'minun certainly will the believers have succeeded qad certainly aflaha he has succeeded who has succeeded al mu'minun those people who believe qad the word qad it means certainly definitely and when this word comes before a verb of past tense like over here aflaha aflaha yuflihu aflaha he has succeeded meaning already succeeded so when the word qad comes before a verb of past tense it gives us two benefits the first benefit is that it gives us the certainty of the event that is being mentioned So قَدْ أَفْلَحَ Meaning certainly, most definitely success will happen. This is a promise. This is a fact. This is a reality. This is very certain. That success is guaranteed for these people. And the second benefit that قَدْ gives us over here is of تَقْرِيب Meaning very soon in the near future this will occur. Do not think that it is far. Do not think that the success is far. Rather, it will happen very, very soon. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ It is as if they have already succeeded. They are definitely on the way to success. They will definitely meet success. And their success is a reality, so much so that it is as if they are already successful. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ And who is it that is being promised success in the near future? Those people who have iman. الْمُؤْمِنُونَ The previous surah, Surah Al-Hajj, it ends with a similar message. And what is that message? That, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you people who have believed, who have iman, there are certain things that you must do. If you wish to be successful. And what are those things? اِرْكَعُوا وَاسْجُدُوا وَعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ وَفْعَلُوا الْخَيْرَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Do rukur, do sujood, do ibadah, do different actions of khair, so that you may be successful. And those people who perform these actions, who do rukur, sujood, different works of khayr, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us in the next surah, right at the beginning, that قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ These people are on the way to success. They are on the path to success. Their success is not far. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ More qualities of the successful believers are mentioned. And what are those qualities? Over here, first and foremost, الَّذِينَ They are those who, whom they, فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ In their salah, they are khashi'oon, ones who are humbly submissive. Ones who are in genuine fear of their Lord. And thus, they perform their prayers with utmost focus and attention. 
الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون خاشعون is the plural of the word خاشر and خاشر is from the root letters خاشين عين from the word خشور have you heard of the word خشور hmm? what is خشور خشور it's understood as الخضور والتواضر humility submissiveness but what kind of humility and submissiveness that which is genuine that which is not fake it's not a pretense it's not a show rather it is genuine because khushur is actually the humility of the heart and when a person feels humble here in their heart then that humility that submissiveness is immediately reflected on the body as well this is khushur the fear of allah humility to him in the heart which directly affects the limbs of a person this is why the word khushur is also used for like for example khashaatil aswat when the voices will be low meaning a person will not be able to speak loudly when is it that you cannot speak loudly when you are afraid where are you afraid you are afraid in your heart Or when is it that you cannot speak loudly before a particular individual when you have way too much respect for them right so what happens even though you wish to speak loudly but you cannot so khashaatil aswat the voice goes low likewise the word khushur is also used for eyes when the eyes are downcast meaning a person is looking down he is not able to look up he is not able to look straight in the eye why out of genuine real fear all humility submissiveness which is in the heart so alladheena hum fi salatihim khashi'un those who are humble and submissive in their prayers why are they humble before allah in their prayers because they realize who they are standing in front of they remember that in salah they are not talking to themselves they are rather facing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They understand what salah is. It's a conversation, it's a meeting with Allah. It is the fulfillment of the purpose of our lives. So it is not possible that a person realizes what he's doing in salah. He's speaking to Rabbul Alameen. He is showing, he is asking Rabbul Alameen for help. And a person will be distracted? Not possible. And a person will not be humble? It's not possible. the person who realizes what salah is it's a meeting with allah then he will definitely have khushur in salah this is just like if you meet a person somewhere outside you don't know who they are you have no idea who they are you'll look straight at them you'll talk to them loudly you don't know who they are you don't know what the respect that they deserve But if a few minutes later or during that conversation or meeting you find out who they are, principal of your school or something, then what happens? Or a person who is very very rich or a person who has a very, you know, high position somewhere, then what happens? Immediately we become conscious of how we're looking, what we're looking at, how we're talking, what we are saying. We become extremely conscious of what we're doing of ourselves. Why? Because we realize who we are meeting. So, al-mu'minun, those who are successful in their prayers, 
they are humbly submissive because they understand what salah is. It's not just an action that they have to check off on their things to do of that day. No. It's a meaningful action, a meaningful prayer. Why? Because they realize who they're facing. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ The Prophet ﷺ, when he would be in rukur, he would say, Allahumma لَكَ رَكَعْتُ وَبِكَ آمَنْتُ وَلَكَ أَسْلَمْتُ خَشَعَ لَكَ سَمْعِي وَبَصَرِي وَمُخِّي وَعَظْمِي وَعَصَبِي this is reported in Sahih Muslim. That in Rukur, the Prophet ﷺ would say, Oh Allah, to you I bow down. And in you I believe. And unto you I have submitted. Khasha'a, khasha'a laka sam'i. Humbled before you is my hearing. What does that mean? Humbled before you is my hearing. So I don't pay attention to any sound any voice, any conversation, any noise, my hearing is submitted to you. Wa basari and also my vision, my sight. So I do not look here and there in my salah, rather I look at where I am supposed to. Because my eyes are humbled before you, O my Lord. Wa mukhi and my mind. My mind is also in humble submission to you, O Allah. So I will not think in my mind. I will not occupy my mind with anyone other than you. Why? Because this is khushur. This is humility. This is the objective of prayer. Wa'azmi and also my bones are in humble submission to you. Wa'asabi and my nerves. Because in rukur, what are we doing essentially? We are bending down everything before Allah. Even our head is not up now. Where is it? It's bent down before Allah. Where are our eyes? Down. Where are our ears? Down. We are bent in order to show submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Humility before Allah. So, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who are humbly submissive in their prayers. Now, khushur, remember that it has two components to it. It has two parts to it. Firstly, khushur is hudurul qalb fi salah. It is the presence of the heart in prayer. Meaning that when a person is performing the prayer, his heart is actually present. It's not absent. He's attentive. He's paying attention to what he's doing. The actions that he's performing, the words that he's saying. He's paying attention to the one that he is facing. الْحُضُورُ الْقَلْبِ فِي الصَّلَاةِ The presence of heart and mind in prayer. And secondly, khushur includes sukoon al-atraf. Meaning, the calmness of the body. The calmness, the stillness of the limbs. So that the hands are not moving unnecessarily. That a person is constantly either pressing their body or scratching their foot or adjusting their hijab or constantly they're moving their arms, their elbows, their shoulders. No, they are calm and still. This is why many times khushur is translated as stillness, tranquility, calmness, fear, focus, attention, concentration. Because all of these words explain to us what khushur is. 
But khushur, as I said, it can be divided into these two main components. The presence of heart and mind. So that the heart is not distracted. It doesn't move here and there. And secondly, the calmness, the stillness of the body. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَةِ O you who believe, seek help through patience and prayer. Meaning if you're in difficulty, perform the prayer so that you can get help. So that you can work towards a solution. You can be guided on the right way. But then Allah says, وَإِنَّهَا لَكَبِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ Salah is difficult except for those who are khashi'een. Salah is difficult to perform. It's a burden. It's a chore for people. Except for who? Those who have khushur in salah. What does it mean? That if we do not have khushur in our prayers, what are our prayers? Salah without khushur is what? It's empty. It's empty. It's meaningless. Which is why it becomes a burden. Which is why it becomes a chore. Which is why a person doesn't enjoy it. Which is why a person is just waiting to end it. A person is just waiting to get out of it as quickly as possible. This is the reason why many scholars considered khushur to be an obligatory part of salah. Meaning they said that if khushur is not in salah, then that salah doesn't bring much reward. It's almost invalid. It's like as if it doesn't count. However, from the sunnah what we see is that khushur is a necessary component, but you can't say that without it, salah is invalid. Rather, a person doesn't get much out of the prayer. Because what reward do we get from the prayer? How much reward do we get from the prayer? As much as we were attentive in it. So if we were attentive for like 20% of the salah, then that's the reward that we get. For that entire activity, how much reward do we get out of it? Only 20%. If we were focused and attentive 50% of the time, then that is the reward that we will get, 50%. If 75%, then that is the reward that we'll get. It's up to us. What we get out of our prayers is determined by how much khushur we have in our prayers. How much focus and attention we have during our prayers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Now remember that the site of khushur, where is khushur? It is in the heart. Because where do we feel fear? In the heart, right? Where do we feel conscious of our surroundings or the one whom we're facing? In the heart. All of these feelings and emotions, they are in the heart. And what is the heart? It's the king of the body. So if the heart is involved in the prayer, you think the body won't be involved? It would be, right? If the heart is afraid, if there's fear in the heart, then that fear will also be on the body. You see, there are two types of khushur you can say. One is real khushur, and the other is fake khushur. What is real khushur? Real khushur is of the heart. That when a person is focused, attentive, then what will happen? His sight, his vision, his limbs, his entire body, every part of his body is involved in the prayer. 
But the other kind of khushur is fake khushur. Meaning, the heart is distracted. A person is thinking about the movie that they watched last night. Or they're thinking about what they're going to prepare next. Or what they're going to do. What they're going to say. What they're going to check on their phone. The heart is distracted. And the body apparently is focused. The eyes are focused. Apparently, it's fake. Who knows whether that khushur is genuine or not? Who knows? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one whom we're talking to, the one whom we're facing. And the fact is that if khushur is not real, meaning if it's not from the heart, then what will happen? The body will not be involved. Which is why we see that at one occasion, a man was seen playing with his beard during the prayer. So he was performing the prayer and he was also you know, doing something with his beard. And the Prophet ﷺ said, لَوْ خَشَعَ قَلْبُ هَذَا لَخَشَعَتْ جَوَارِحُهُ If the heart of this man had khushur, then certainly his limbs would also have khushur. His limbs would also have khushur. Why is it that sometimes we cannot focus in our prayers? That we are distracted by who's coming and who's going? And who's going upstairs and who's coming downstairs and what the kids are talking about or what the kids are getting into. Or that the phone is now ringing for the third time. Why are we distracted by these things? Because the heart is not involved in the prayer. You see there are different levels of focus and attention. Whenever you're doing something, any action that you're doing, you could be at a different level of focus. One level is that you are... You know, apparently doing something, but your mind, your heart is elsewhere. So for instance, you're reading a chapter, you're reading a text, but at the end of the page, you have no idea about what you read. And if somebody were to ask you, what did you just read? You have no idea. Or if somebody were to ask you, what are you thinking? You can tell them about 10 other things and not a word from what you read. Why? Because your focus, your attention was really not there. Then sometimes we're doing things half-half. Half-half. Meaning a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So for instance, we are reading something, or for example, we're having a conversation with someone. We heard first part of their sentence, and then what happens? We zone out. And we start thinking about something else. Or we're looking at our phone. We're reading on our phone. And then all of a sudden we hear silence and we look up and we say, uh, what? What did you say? You get the fact that you're talking to somebody, they were saying something, but then you completely zoned out. Half-half, 50-50. Sometimes our prayers are also like that. We are somewhat in our prayers, but we are also somewhat not in our prayers. Then there is another level of concentration. A higher level of concentration. Such level of focus and attention that you are in the zone. You are in the zone. You are fully immersed in what you're doing. It's as if you and what you're doing are one. So you lose track of time. Time becomes irrelevant. This is the most productive state. This is the highest level of focus that a person can have. That they are completely immersed in the activity that they're doing and they don't care about what's going on in the world. They're not distracted by anything. Hours can go by and they're still loving what they're doing. They're not burdened by what they're doing. They're not bored of what they're doing. Why? Because they're in the zone. Khushur is basically being in the zone when you're performing salah. 
And people who are successful in life, who are they? They're those who focus on what they're doing. They're not half-half. They're not inattentive. They're not distracted. Any task that they're working on, they give it their 100%. 100%. Because if it's any less than that, then you cannot get the maximum advantage of what you're doing. Think about it. If you're trying to write an assignment on your computer, and at the same time your chat is open, or your Facebook page is open, then what will happen? You have your thoughts, you're writing them, and all of a sudden something pops up. Or bling bling, or something like that. And then you have to switch windows. So many times, what I do to focus on my work, I disconnect from the internet. Completely disconnect. Turn it off. Because sometimes you don't even realize that you have you know, your Skype open or something and you're in the middle of writing something and somebody calls you. So, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Salah is ibadah. What have we been created for? The worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we cannot perform salah with focus, then what can we do with focus? Salah is a reflection of our lives. It's a reflection of how we do stuff, how we are living, what our priorities are, what our attitude is. It's a reflection of not just our iman, but our life. If we're performing our prayers late, then what does that mean? We're doing other things late as well. If we are distracted in our prayers, what does that mean? We are distracted when doing other things as well. If we are skipping, missing our prayers, it means that we are also missing many other things that are important. The first quality of those who are successful is that they have khushur in salah. Because this is what will fix your life, your salah. Fix your prayer, fix your life. And if our prayer is not proper, then the rest of our life is also messed up. Literally, it will be messed up. Salah is the foundation of islah, of improvement, of reformation, of improving our condition. This is why Allah begins with, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who have khushur in their salah. Hudayfa radiallahu anhu, he used to say, beware of the khushur of hypocrisy. Beware of the khushur of hypocrisy. He was asked, what is the khushur of hypocrisy? He said, when the body shows khushur, but there is no khushur in the heart. And unfortunately, many times our prayers are performed like that. We are apparently standing very still. Our eyes are not moving at all. Mouth is constantly reciting, but we don't know if we recited Surah Al-Fatiha or we finished reciting something else. This is fake khushur. Fake khushur. Hudayfa radiallahu anhu said, beware of that. Which means that try to get real khushur in your salah. Try as best as you can. That every salah is with khushur. Fudail bin Iyad, he said, it was disliked for a man to show more khushur than he had in his heart. Meaning, this is disliked. That in the heart, a person is thinking about you know, the new app that they're going to download. Or where they're going to go to have dinner. Or what they're going to write in their assignment. What argument they're going to give. Or things like that. And on the physical body, they're showing a lot of khushur. The heart is distracted. And on the body, they're showing a lot of khushur. Who are we showing it to? 
Who are we showing it to? Like seriously, are the people going to give us reward for our salah? Can they? They cannot. Who are we praying for and to? Who? Give me the answer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكْ Perform salah for your Lord. Does Allah not know the state of our hearts? Does Allah not know that apparently our body is very humble and submissive, we're not moving at all, but our heart is constantly moving? Meaning it's constantly distracted, thinking about other things? This is why at one occasion we learn that earlier, once there was a person who was performing his salah and you know his shoulders were like really bent down. So someone came up to him and he hit him on his shoulders and he said, oh so and so, khushur is here. And he pointed towards the chest. That don't try to show a lot of khushur in your shoulders, in your posture, as if your head is bowing down and you know, over submissiveness in the postures, in the positions of prayer. Where is real khushur? It's in the heart. And the one whom you're showing khushur to, he knows if that khushur is there or not. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ But it is sad that sometimes we think that it's okay. It's no big deal. If I'm performing my prayers without any concentration. You know, it matters a lot. Because think about it. The purpose of our life is worship. Five times a day, we are fulfilling the purpose of our existence. And if we're not doing that right, if there's no khushur in our prayers, then isn't our life a waste? Aren't we wasting our days and nights? We're wasting our lives. We're wasting our time if we're not performing salah with khushur. This is why for every salah, you have to try to have khushur. Don't wait for it to naturally come that you're gonna have an iman high one day, someday, I don't know when, but when I'm in the, you know, that iman high, then I'm gonna have khushur in my salah naturally. No, you have to bring it. You have to bring it consciously. You know, just like if you have to write an assignment, if you're doing your work, you're not going to sit in the living room with the television on, everybody having dinner over there. You can't do that. You can't work like that. You have to consciously try to have focus. So what are you going to do? Get up in the morning, pack up your stuff, go to school, sit in the library, and do your assignment. Are you putting in any effort over there to have focus and concentration while doing your assignment? You are. Why? Because that assignment matters. My dear sisters, salah matters more than every single assignment that we've ever done. It matters more than every single exam that we've ever sat on. Anything that we have prepared for, every salah is more important than that. It deserves more concentration. It deserves more focus. So we need to consciously try to bring focus and attention to our prayers. The Prophet ﷺ warned us. In a hadith we learn, the Prophet ﷺ said, the first thing to be lifted up from this ummah will be khushur. The first thing to be taken away from the ummah will be khushur. What does that mean? That when khushur goes, then downfall will begin. Decline will begin. Personal, as well as at a societal level, at a community level.
When khushur will disappear, our strength will disappear, our success will also go away. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Now the question is, how should you have khushur? It is important. How should you have it? Because there are so many distractions. If anything, there's the biggest distraction which is shaitan, the hidden one. And in hadith we learn about this. That when a person begins his salah, then shaitan comes to him and he says, Udhkur kada, udhkur kada. Remember this? Remember that? Remember this? And then a person forgets about what he was reciting. He forgets about who he is standing in front of. But the Prophet ﷺ gave us a solution to this. And what was that solution? He told us first of all, that recognize what the problem is. And what is it? It's shaitan, whose name is khinzab. And what does he do? That when a person begins the prayer, then shaitan comes and tells him, remember this, remember this. He tries to distract him. So when this happens in salah, that repeatedly you're being distracted. Repeatedly we're distracted. What do we need to do? The Prophet ﷺ said, Seek refuge with Allah. Say, A'udhu Billah. So literally, if you're in the middle of your recitation, in your qiyam, and you're being distracted again and again, what do you have to say? Stop your recitation and say, A'udhu Billah. Seek refuge with Allah. And the hadith continues, that spit three times to your left. That doesn't mean literally spit with saliva, but a dry spit. Without any spit coming out. Three times to the left. And if you do this, I guarantee you, you will have focus in your salah. You will not be distracted. You will regain control over your prayer. Because it's as if we begin the prayer, but we lose control over it. It's not within our hands anymore. It's as if shaitan comes and takes over. We forget about what we're reciting, why we're reciting, who we're standing in front of. We don't even know what rakah we are on. We don't even know the number of sujood we have performed. Why? Because shaitan has taken over our mind. So chase that shaitan away. Get rid of that enemy. Regain control over your salah. How? Seek refuge with Allah. And dry spit three times to your left. And we learned that the Prophet ﷺ, when he would begin the prayer also, he would seek refuge with Allah against the shaitan. For instance, in one hadith in Abu Dawood, we learn that once the Prophet ﷺ began the prayer and he said, Allahu Akbar kabira, walhamdulillahi kathira, wa subhanallahi bukratan wa asila. And in one narration, he said this three times each. So Allahu Akbar kabira, Allahu Akbar kabira, Allahu Akbar kabira, walhamdulillahi kathira, walhamdulillahi kathira, walhamdulillahi kathira. وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا You see, if you say this three times, you think you'll be distracted? Honestly. Why are we distracted? Because we begin with We don't even know what we're saying. Just because we have wrote, memorized it, we say it in a rush, in that rush to begin reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, and in that rush to complete the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha, and just read, inna kal-kawthab, and then go into rukur. We're in a rush, rush, rush. But when you have to say different adhkar, a certain number of times, then what will happen? Automatically you're focused. It helps you have khushur. 
And then the Prophet ﷺ said, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ مِن نَفْخِهِ وَنَفْثِهِ وَهَمْزِهِ there's different versions of this. You can even say simply, أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم. Or simple, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. But when you begin your prayer, consciously say that, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. You see, it is not possible that a person tries to do something and Allah doesn't help him. If you try to have focus, Allah will give you focus. If you try to pay attention, Allah will give you the attention and concentration that you desire in your salah. fi salatihim Those who have khushur in their prayers. And this is why they enjoy their prayers. This is why salah is a source of comfort and joy for them. Like the Prophet ﷺ said, that my joy has been placed in salah. That I find comfort and happiness and relaxation in my prayers. But unfortunately, we find relaxation after the prayer. Because that prayer was a burden. It was heavy. It was not a source of comfort because it did not have khushur. You see, anything that you're doing, every day, every day, every day, five times a day, what happens after some time? You get bored of it. Don't you? You get bored of it, right? So for example, on a weekend, if you're home, hmm, and you clean up the kitchen in the morning, and then everybody wants to have a snack, and then you have to clean it up again, and then everybody wants lunch, and then you have to clean it up again. By the time it's dinner, right? what do you say? I'm not cleaning it. Everybody put your own dishes in the dishwasher. I'm not doing anything. I'm sick of this. I've done it too much today. Correct? What happens when you learn how to drive at the beginning? Can I take the car? Can I take the car? Can I have the keys? I'll do this. I'll run this errand for you. I'll drop you. I'll pick you up. Why? Because you're excited about driving. But then what happens after one month or after one year? Can you give me a ride? I don't feel like driving. Can you drop me off? Can you pick me up? Because we're bored of it. Now, Many things in life, if you're bored of them, you can stop doing them. Correct? If you're in university for the sixth year, you can tell yourself, I need a break. Before I continue with any further studies, I need a break. But when it comes to salah, can you tell yourself, I'm not going to pray asr so that I can concentrate on maghrib? Can you do that? No, you can't. Salah is wajib. You can't leave it. Can you say things like, I'm too tired of praying, so I think I need a break. You cannot have a break from salah. You have to perform every salah. So what does that mean? You have to figure out a way of enjoying your salah. Because if you don't enjoy it, it's going to be a burden. And if it's a burden, then you know what? Allah, first of all, He doesn't need our prayers anyway. Anyway, He doesn't need it. When our prayers are lifeless, we are only harming ourselves. We are only depriving ourselves. So let's do something to improve the condition of our prayers. To improve khushur in our prayers. And for that, you have some homework. And what is that homework? That you have to listen to a lecture by Sheikh Yasir Birjas 
on how to have khushur in your salah. Now if you tell me, yeah, I've heard it already. I don't care if you've heard it. You have to listen to it again. You have to listen to it again. Because I'm sure when you heard it last time, it helped your prayers. But over the course of how many ever months or years it has been, I think the spirit of salah needs to be rekindled. So for that reason, you have to listen to this lecture. This is part of your Juz 18 assignment, inshallah. When we will get there, you'll be marked on it. So you might as well listen to it now. It's on YouTube, free. Sheikh Yasir Birjas. B-I-R-J-A-S. So, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who have khushur in their prayers. Recitation. بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ 